Good afternoon. Welcome to Long Live Third Parties Podcast. Free Press Media Press Inc., a third party's books publisher, sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bashar. Today I read the case Matter of Sepola versus Golisano, 643 NE2D514, New York Court of Appeals, 1994. Friends, the subject matter of the day is third parties, ballot access and inspiration. So let's combine those things. Let's take those things to the next level. The terminology in this case confuses me, friends. So let's discuss it. And you will see. Let's read from the record. It says, quote, On August 24th, 1994, the Independence Fusion Party, IFP, filed an independent nominating petition naming... Richard M. Rosenbaum as his candidate for governor. Rosenbaum also campaigned for the Republican Party nomination for governor. On September 16, 1994, following his loss in the Republican Party primary, Rosenbaum filed a timely declination of the IFP nomination pursuant to Election Law 6-158-11. Also on September 16, the IFP committee to fill vacancies filed Documents required by election law 6-148 to file the vacancy caused by Rosenbaum's declination by substituting respondent Blaise T. Golansonano as the FP, F, FP's, IFP's candidate for governor. On September 22, 1994, petitioner filed an objection and specification to the substitution of Golisano for Rosenbaum. Petitioner's sole specification of objection stated that the purported substitution follows a declination executed pursuant to section 6-158-11 of the election law and that statute makes no provision for substituting following the declination. The State Board of Elections conducted a hearing on petitioner's objection and determined that the IFP properly substituted Golisano for Rosenbaum. Petitioner then brought this proceed to annul the Board of Elections determination and to enjoin the placement of Gilisano's name on the ballot of the IFP's candidate for governor in the general election, end quote. Why is this petitioner doing this? What is his motive? Why does he want to get them off the ballot? Critics of third parties say third parties never win. You can't win, you can't win, you can't win. So if that's the case, why do you care if they get on the ballot? If they're not going to win anyways, why does it matter? But friends, we're not going to hold to that cynical view because we believe we can win. Obviously, by the name and by what it's doing here, the Independence Fusion Party is a fusion party. They want fusion voting. We've discussed that in other cases here, such as one involved the new party, one that involved the Working Families Party. Richard Rosenbaum apparently has views similar to the Republican Party. So can we assume the Independence Fusion Party is of a conservative nature since there's overlap between Rosenbaum being in that party and the Republican Party? Or maybe Rosenbaum just doesn't like the Democrats, yet he may be centrist or leftist, and he likes the Independence Fusion Party. I don't know about the Independence Fusion Party because prior to this case, I had never heard of it. 
this case centers on the difference between the law for, quote, political parties and, quote, independent bodies. The independence fusion party, to me, sounds like a political party. A third party, certainly. An alternative party, as some like to call it. Or a minor party, as some laws call it. Whatever the case may be, they sound like a political party to me. But maybe this New York law differentiates between parties that achieve a certain number of of votes in, in the elections. We did have a case where one state differentiated between a political party and political organization based on votes, even though they were a political party in every sense of the term, because they didn't get the number of votes. The law determined they were to be called a political organization. So the squabble here is over whether this was done properly and whether there is any difference between independent nomination, as they call it, and party nomination, as they call it. They speak as if this individual, Rosenbaum, isn't independent. But I don't know how that works if the Independence Fusion Party is nominating him. If you're independent, you wouldn't have to be nominated, right? You would just fill out the petitions and get on the ballot. Because when you think of the term nomination, you think of a political party. So what ultimately happened here? What happened to our friends? Let's read the conclusion. It says, quote, Thus, our construction is not only consistent with the statutory framework of election law 6-158 and other applicable provisions of the law, but also advances the policy of broad participation in the political process both by political parties and by independent bodies, including the more than 30,000 citizens who signed the IFP nominating petitions, all in accordance with the statute's evident intent. Finally, although respondents challenge the constitutionality of the petition's construction of the statute, constitutional issues affecting legislation will not be determined in advance of the necessity of deciding them. The construction of the statute is fairly possible by which the question may be avoided. Accordingly, the order of the appellate division should be affirmed without cost. Order affirmed without cost. End quote. So friends, that sounds like a victory for our side. The Independence Fusion Party did what they wanted to do. Also in that conclusion, they pointed out something interesting. They said 30,000 citizens. That's not a small number. I don't know how they consider that an independent body. It sounds like a political party. But... It's a, not a small number. So they did a good job in getting that number of votes. Number of signatures. Way to go, friends. Way to go. So let's keep doing the things that the Independence Fusion Party has done. Let's keep advancing this cause of ballot access. Long live third parties. Goodbye.